This is Kari Gale. And this is Tony Critz. Welcome to the Pilgrim Lost Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. Hi, Kari. Good afternoon, Tony. <laughs> are you uh, are you consuming beverage today? I am. I'm uh, I'm doing my standard daily uh, tea, which is my chai tea from the Tao of Tea. Uh, my my decaffeinated chai tea, which I I have been drinking this for for uh, for a good many months now, since the beginning of the year, and uh, it's delicious. I'm very happy with it. I actually tried to go back to coffee the other day, and it wasn't as satisfying. Hmm. I've got my rooibos, my cinnamon spiced rooibos. Well, mine is actually also rooibos. It's just a different. We're we're. I feel like we should get some sort of kickback from the rooibos community. <laughs> from a type of leaf. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a type of leaf owes us some money. Look at me. I'm always trying to like on be an entrepreneur. You know. Yeah. Well. Sadly, but that's true. And how are you surviving quarantine? Uh, quarantine is good. It it it's interesting because. Today's a little bit more gray and rainy, um, but we've had, you know, such beautiful sunshine. It's hard to, it's hard for me to kind of merge the two together, this dichotomy of quarantine and virus and, and then the incredible, beautiful sunshine and the flowers and the blooming. And I actually went on a walk yesterday from my tiny house and I walked just around the Irvington neighborhood and I walked into the park area and there were quite a few people in the park. Like I would probably say, you know, it looked normal. It looked like a normal park day and everyone was socially distanced, but, but it was, it was strange because it didn't feel, it felt very normal because that's, it was strange because it felt normal and it felt like a normal, beautiful spring, April day where everyone was just, you know, let's get out in the sunshine and be outside. And, and, where, you know, the difference of, I th- I've talked to quite a few people who are, um, you know, talk about going into the store and how surreal going shopping is with everyone with their masks on. Right. And they can't wait to get out of the store. Uh, in The contrast here was that no one had masks on in the park. And so it didn't feel, it felt like, oh, a, yeah, it was I'm interesting. I'm surprised no one had masks on. That, that part is surprising to me. I'm not surprised yeah. the numbers. And I'm out walking, you know, the the waterfront park, and there's tons of people, but everyone just, you know, one person swerves off the path. Yeah. So the other person can pass. There's always a nice smile and wave, which I'm really enjoying about walking around the city is how friendly Portlanders are. Oh my goodness. It's hard though, because when you people have masks on, it's very hard to to see the the facial expression, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I don't like about the masks. I mean, oh, yeah. other than wearing them and feeling uncomfortable. And for those of us that have glasses or wear glasses, I don't wear them very often. But the one time I wore the glasses to, you know, my my glasses to the grocery store, I was fogged the whole time. I kept having to like, yeah, it was it was a pain. But um, but yeah, the expression and not being able to you're, you're trying to smile at someone and they can't see that you're smiling at them. It's very it's very strange. So here's a you're not prepared for this question, but give me, give me one or two quarantine survival techniques of Kari Gale. Oh gosh. Um, well, a healthy one 
is that I've been getting up and doing an hour of stretching and yoga every morning for the last week. And that has been really good. Um, I've been trying to start to, so many people are so much better at this than I am, but that idea of routine and schedule is, seems to be making life easier. Like if you set up a routine and get into the routine, that's really helpful for your brain. And I haven't, I hadn't been able to do that. So I've put a few more routine type things in my day. And then, um, honestly, this is healthy too, but cooking has been really fun. Um, so I normally, I think I shared, I shared in several pods about cooking with, with my, my neighbors, you know, with Tom and the guys that live in the house and I haven't, I'm quarantined from them at the very start. We weren't, but then we just decided it was probably the best for me to isolate from them because they had quite a few people in the house and then girlfriends and boyfriends that were coming in and out. So I decided to isolate from their house. And, uh, so I cook with Scott. Uh, I come over here, I cook every day. We cook every day. And it's one of those things where you don't, you're not rushing through anything to get to something right. else, right? So why not make a really elaborate recipe or do something fun with, um, you know, something you've ever tried or I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been nice to cook every night, which usually that's something that feels sort of arduous or, oh my gosh, I have to cook every night, but this right. gives, I'm something I look forward to in the day. So, so that's been really good. Unfortunately, one of my unhealthy ways of getting through quarantine is having a cocktail every night as well. And so I'm trying to, it's, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's, it's definitely something that I'm finding starting to depend on. So whenever I start to depend on something, yeah, then I sort of reassess. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You're not alone on that one, by the way. I mm. think there's a lot of evening cocktailing going on. <laughs> Yeah, I heard on the on the 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 news that uh, the liquor sales had a record month. Yeah, that's right. I heard that too. Maybe I, maybe I you know I'm like the the days I'm doing well with. I mean, like I feel decent energy, you know, during the day, staying busy, staying doing at least you know three or four hours of productivity yeah. around work stuff. But it's it's the after dinner to bedtime that I'm finding the hardest. The most mm. difficult during this time. That's where the the minutes seem long to me. The hours seem long, um, but the rest of it, you know, doing a lot of walking, doing a lot of kayaking. Yeah, I've been seeing following your photos. It looks wonderful out there. It is. Um, today is the five year anniversary of my mom's death, so oh, wow. there is a little little sadness and also. Oh, a gratitude. I'm feeling a lot of gratitude today for her. Um, and we didn't, we didn't always have the easiest relationship like any child and parent. But um, yeah, so processing that. Mm. And then I'm doing this thing right now. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the 100 Day Project. Weird. Yeah, uh, that, so, it sounds really interesting. Can you yeah, share so more? Every day, yeah. So every day, yeah. I, you should. Oh, you'd love this because you're an, actually an artist, and so you'd love this. So with this hundred day project, what I'm doing is I'm blocking out a, a period of time every day to do a, a small creative project, and I'm doing the same thing every day for a hundred days. So I am eleven days into that process. Today's my twelfth, and uh, that's that's giving my life some structure, little goals. Are you enjoying it? 
Um, yes, is that a strong word? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, um, I, grateful is my word for the day, and <laughs> I am grateful for it. I'm grateful for the structure. I'm grateful for the deadline mm. to have something creative done every day. Um, it's stretching me for sure. I don't like it. Like there's so there's a lot of days I just assume not have to do it, and I know we've talked about the hundred the hundred day project multiple times on this podcast, the one you did last year, and then this one that we're both doing this year. And that's what today's podcast is all about. But um, they're just, there's just days I don't want to do it. Like I don't yeah. want to manufacture the energy to have an original thought. Yeah. So, I'm wrestling with that, but thankful for it. I've gotten some really nice feedback from people. Yeah. So I'm doing these micro stories, one micro story a day, 50 words or less to communicate one idea about hope or belief. Have you, besides the daily, the daily checking in and doing it, what, what have you found to be the most challenging about it? Or is that the most challenging thing? Um, actually, so the, 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 the heart of the micro story, the, the seed in the middle of it, that the, the ultimate idea I wanna communicate in 50 words or less, is actually the easiest part. Like I think, oh yeah, I want to communicate this idea about, like I did one today on isolation. Um, I'm like, okay, I don't want to communicate about this, but then try to figure out how to put it into an, a little bit of a narrative arc, you know, where it has, you know, you only have 50 words to do some exposition and a little bit of conflict and a little rising action and, and some yeah. resolution, you know, a little bit of that. You can't do it very well. A lot of times they just end up being like little pithy moral you know, it's not a story, trying to get to a story. But, um, and then for me, cause I'm not like, you know me, Kari, that you take care of the Instagram for Pilgrim Lost because you don't want me touching it. And that's, that's why <laughs> that's, that's, that's an organizational good choice for us. But then I've got to figure out how to take these words and put it into something that's reasonably attractive. I know it looks amateur, but you know, and then to post it in a couple places so people can see it so I can stay accountable to the project because that's part of the project is letting every day, letting the world know, hey, this is what I did today. And mm -hmm. good, bad, somewhere in between, you know, however, however high the quality, I still am going to share it because that's part of it, you know, inviting people into. So anyway. That's well, <laughs> I, I hear you, friends. I thought it would be easier this year and it's not. It's not been easier for me because this is my second year. And, um, but your pieces have been more elaborate. It seems like this year. I'm, I mean, I'm really enjoying what you're posting. Oh, thank you. I, I, some of them are staying or not, I didn't, I didn't give myself the parameter this year of 30 minutes, which last year I did. So, um, partly because I knew that I was going to be illustrating, um, concepts, some more, well, that's not actually true. I didn't really process that in my mind, but once I started getting into a few days, you know, I'm responding and we'll talk more about this later because, uh, but I, I basically want to give myself as much time as I need. And because I'm in, and we're in quarantine, I, I'm not rushing through my day and I, I can have, give myself an hour if I want it to. But, uh, when something, you know, instead of just picking up my can opener and drawing that, I have to look at something that Christian's written and I respond to it. And it could be completely conceptual. So, or it could be something 
that's in the story that I see that she's used as a visual and, and I just pick that out. So it's, it's been, um, I want, I want to do, and the thing is, here's the, here's the piece is I want to do justice to it. So it's, to it's her work, her work. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, it feels like this added, um, a little bit of added, not, it's not a, it's like a weight, um, yeah, like a, responsibility just to, yeah. to do that. So, uh, so if I'm unhappy with something, um, it's challenging to just move through it and post it. But again, very similar to last year, the pieces that I am most challenged by personally accepting and liking, I'll post it and those will be the pieces that people respond to the most. So, uh, which makes me think I completely, like this whole thought process going on in my head about what is good and what is bad is really, I'm really trying to throw that out the door because clearly, I am not a good judge of my own work <laughs> because I'll put something out there thinking, Oh, I, I just don't like that at all. Um, that's not very good. And, and someone will, will respond, Oh, this is my favorite one. And so that continually makes me, it, it kind of humbles me. It's a humbling process, honestly. So, um, yeah, so I, but I, I enjoy pieces of it, but other pieces are very hard and challenging and, uh, hit that core of that artist, like it, I want to be like my identity is tied up in this, you know, and trying to separate the two are hard. So that's you. not this true of artists though. I mean, I mean, I think all of us walk around the world with our identity attached to the things that we do. And often we're the least, least skilled person in seeing ourselves objectively. I think that's a very common human experience. And you know what, without further ado, Cara, you've got some you've got something special lined up for the podcast today, don't you? I, I do. I'm very excited. We're gonna ask some folks, some friends of mine and yours. You you know uh, you know I think a couple of them yeah. um, to join us on the podcast, folks, friends that have been doing the hundred day project. So they're also day ten in, and the very first person that we're gonna invite on um, will be. Scott Baker, my boyfriend, and the person that got me into the 100-day project to begin with. So we're going to hear about some different 100-day projects and the inspiration. Hopefully, we'll experience inspiration from them. Let's get Scott on the line. Scott, you there? Hello, I'm here. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on. And thank you for uh, turning Kari on to this idea, the 100-day project. We're enjoying it, and it seems like a lot of our listeners are, are following along. Excellent. Yeah, my pleasure. So can you start by just um, telling, telling us a little bit about sort of the parameters of your life, who you are, what you do? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my name is Scott Baker, and I'm a graphic designer by education and by trade. That's what I do during my day. Uh, I own my own design business. Uh, so I help companies build brands, uh, you know, building a logo, making a logo for them, and then any marketing materials that they may need or want. Um, and yeah, so I do that for a job and I work out of my house, um, which is on the Columbia River and very beautiful scene to look out at every day. And um, yeah. I am the boyfriend that Kari refers to when she refers to her boyfriend on the podcast, <laughs> just so everybody knows. And you are also <laughs> yeah. the artist behind the Pilgrim Lost brand, so thank you. 
Yes. Speaking of helping people make their logos and brands, that is my, my handiwork. So, and you've also very creative and in all sorts of ways, including hand lettering, which the hand lettering that you see in the Pilgrim Lost logo is Scott's. Um, so he does that. And um, I'm going to put all the links to the folks that we have on the pod today in the notes for this for this episode. But you can check him out at Ideate and Create on Instagram. So um, you can see all sorts of goodness there. And he is you're participating in the 100 Day Project in a really different way this year, right? Can you, yes. can you go very, into a little very bit about, about it? Well, first of all, yeah. your history with this is you are in, I said, I think I said seventh year on the last pod, but it's actually your sixth year. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so I, um, Ella Luna, who um, is kind of, she's the one who started this on social media. Um, she had heard about it from um, a professor at, and I can never remember if he's, he was at Yale or is at Yale or Harvard, but he's a design professor there. I mean, he works at Pentagram Agency and he, so he, during his classes, he would have his students do this project. So somehow Ella Luna found out about it and she's an artist and creative. Um, and so she turned this into a social media kind of um, community building exercise. And so I had been following her. And so, yeah, the first year that she did it, which was, six years ago now, um, I decided to jump in and, and start right away. So I've done it every year. And then, yeah, this is my sixth year. And this year, and so, well, I am, I am creating things, but my, the first post that I do is I'm just, I'm telling a story from my life. Um, so it could, and it's, they're random. And um, sometimes one story will then lead into another story. So two days ago, um, my knee was hurting just from, you know, doing some extra exercise with my daughter. And so walking down the stairs, it kind of like prompted me to tell a story about, um, the three knee surgeries that I've had. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the camera on me and I'm telling the story. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not writing any really notes down. I'm not, there's no script. It's just kind of off the top of my head. Cause I, I'm wanting to build that skill of being able to, um, share with people my story, but then be able to be comfortable in front of the camera um, and not, you know, have the voices in my head telling me that I don't either look good or sound good or all of those things. And so I'm trying to break that, that fear and that thing that's in my head. <clears throat> and the reason that I decided to do that was because just my, my previous experience with doing the 100 Day Project, um, it helped me break the, the fear of sharing my artwork online, which that's that's why I'm doing this is because it, it, I had the evidence that it, of that's what it would do for me. So I wanted to kind of work myself through that process of becoming more comfortable in front of the camera. Well, and we just, we just talked, oh, I totally interrupted you, Tony. Sorry. I'm just going to say that we had just mentioned uh, this idea of, of, for me this year is, is a, re a repetition of last year with this idea that when you put something out there, we are, we're, we tie our identity and our worth kind of to what we're, what we're producing. And so being able to try to separate the two is really challenging and it takes, um, it takes a very concerted, concerted effort and a choice to do it. And the hundred day project for me is, is that exercise. And I think that's the same for you. Yes. Yes, that is correct. 
yeah, just that daily practice of pushing myself to put something out there, no matter how I'm feeling um, or like where I'm at and just putting it out there no matter what, because just that repetition of doing that um, helps get over like sitting there and, and debating if it's good enough to share. And so it's kind of like, this is where I'm at and being okay with that and being open to let people interpret your art the way they want. Cause that's what's going to happen anyway. So. Hey Scott, can you tick off a few of the other ideas you've done over the years just to give people ideas of some of the creative choices you've made? Yes. I was actually going to turn around and grab because I, they're on, but no one can see this. <laughs> I forget that even though we're seeing each other um, being on the video call. Um, yeah. So the first year I illustrated, I went through the book of Proverbs and um, I illustrated a different phrase um, from each chapter each day. Wow. Um, and I hand lettered it. Um, and it was mostly the first couple were I, I, I was going to do a chapter a day. Um, so I, I made it through the first week and then I was like, this is a little too much. And so then I, I just started taking um, either a sentence or a couple sentences or a paragraph at a time. Um, <clears throat> the next year I did, and I'm going to blank on some of my <laughs> years, but I did a collage set where I would just make a collage every day about just kind of, I would just make. And so there was no, the, the theme was just making um, and, and sharing that. Uh, the next year, I kind of did the the same thing, but I I time lapsed um, every every day, so I, it was more putting out a video um, of the process of oh. the making instead of and and which you know the previous year you only got to see the end result, whereas this time you got to actually go from beginning to end for each day of of the process. Um, Those are great. Um, I'm. Last year you did, you, you took a word and you illustrated it every day. Oh no, you did, you did, you know, love, love was one. You did a love, love year, <laughs> love year. Love, I did a love year where and I that, illustrated and lettered the word love every day in a different way. And then last year I did, um, it was kind of a collage hand lettering exercise each day of what I was grateful for. So every day was a different thing. Incredible. So this year you're doing this video project, you're, sharing a bit of your story or some of your stories. You're putting yourself yep. in front of the camera and, let, and letting yourself yep. be the subject as opposed to revealing uh, something external from yourself, um, which I think is pretty courageous. Uh, and I, I know you well enough to know that that's probably not your most comfortable medium of self-expression. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so in light of that, you know, we, we use this phrase, life in hopeful motion. Life in Hopeful Motion is what Pilgrim Lost is trying to talk about, experience together. Like, what, what's your hopes for this project this year? Um, it, it's mostly to become comfortable in, in the sharing of myself. Because I feel like my art, I want my art to represent that a little bit or a lot more. Um, instead of trying to present something to the public or you know to my audience of what i think that they want to see and just be a little bit more authentic and real and sharing what it is exactly i want to share um so getting more comfortable with that as far as being verbally expressive or in just in the in the artwork that i make and and it's 
Yeah, it's also interesting. I've had actually a couple people reach out to me and like thanking me for my vulnerability and asking me if they could quote unquote copy my idea, which I, I don't know if it's my idea of what I'm doing. I mean, as far as like the way I'm doing it, but they were just, they really liked telling me because she, she asked if she could um, kind of do the hundred day project the same way I was which was because she wanted to tell her, like, it sounded like she has kind of the same, or has, yeah, has the same issue that I have. It's just like hard to share yourself and be vulnerable in front of the camera and then share it with the world. Um, yeah. So like that is actually, that's made me confident and, but just also excited that what I'm actually doing is, is helping someone else have confidence in themselves to do it, which is like, that's becoming a, a cool thing that I hope that that continues. Scott, thanks so much. Thanks okay. for sharing all that. You're, I'm sure there's Absolutely. a lot of inspiration in there for other people who are trying to do the project and mm. just live life well. So thank you. We'll talk yeah. more soon. Thanks, Scott. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thank you. So Kari, who do you have next? So next, I am going to call up my friend Tiffin. Tiffin? Um, yes. Tiffin, are you there? I'm here. Oh, yay. Welcome, Tiffin. Thanks hooray, for coming Hooray. Hooray. She's oh, here. Yeah. She's here. Hi. Well, first, we just want to have you um, kind of introduce yourself. Tell, your, tell, tell our uh, listeners just a little bit about who you are and what you do. And um, yeah, let's start with that. Um, I am Tiffin Krieger Bryant. I am a doTERRA diamond wellness advocate. And so I work from home. And I have the past couple years, past five years, really built an incredible business and I've been really busy. And last year I went to eight different countries. So I'm readjusting to being home and like home, home, home now. Now you do uh, doTERRA, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. And which I, by the way, my ginger that you gave me is the bomb. It's amazing. Um, so if you're not, if you're not familiar with doTERRA, give people a couple sentences of what it is, just so people can be familiar. Um, they are the, the purest essential oils you can find in the world today. And they're really, really great for a myriad of things, but, um, especially immune support. And I feel like right now, um, there's also mental health that uh, people are really worried about and really concerned with and struggling with. And so they're really great for that. And so they're just plant extracts in a bottle. Goodness. Very cool. So just really quickly, if you could yeah. just speak up just a little bit more, make yeah. sure everyone can hear you. Thank you. So I met you at an actual, so we have the creative gym, which is at, so Scott, who was just on, I think I've mentioned this before on the pod. We have a Tuesday night creative group, and that's actually where I met Tiffin, but it was actually at the celebration or kind of the accumulation of the 100-day project. And you showed up with your mom, and that's where I met you last year around... August. Was, yeah, because yeah, it was just after we had finished. Um, yeah, so I saw, so you, you had came, we were all kind of bringing out our journals and our art and sharing kind of what we had done for the 100 day project and you but your mom had done it before correct carol had done it oh, she's been doing it i think i want to say seven to ten years like she's she, you know she's a mixed media artist and so she's got her hands in everything and always is like 
on the pulse of what's happening and with the coolest new items and what works and paints and all the things. Yeah. So did you decide then you wanted to do it or has it no. been, no, no. So tell me kind of your journey to get to the point where you decided to do it this year and then kind of share with folks what you are doing. Cause it's really interesting. So I was an art major in college. We don't have to go into how far along away that was, but um, I have not done art in a long time. And it's something that I have come back to and really appreciated. But in August, <clears throat> my mom was here. And then I went to one of my trips, got back for two weeks, went on another trip, got back, went on another trip, went on another trip. And when I go on trips, I mean, it was international and it was about 16 days each trip. So I had four more after that. And I didn't travel in December. And I happened to be at Creative Gym, sitting next to Kari. And she's like, you know, I think I want to do a watercolor workshop. And I'm like, good, great, what day? Let's do this. And so um, I called my mom on the spot. And I was like, Kari's going to do this thing. It's going to be amazing. Come visit. So my mom comes in January. And she's like, let's go to every art store physically possible in Portland, which there are a lot. And so along the way, she's like, oh, you really need this. You should do this again. I really want you to do this again. I'm like, okay. So here I'm with her buying art supplies and only buying specific things. I really wanted to watercolor and I really wanted to get back into drawing and sketching. And so long story short, I did this because I wanted to do stuff with my mom. And then lockdown. And so I decided in January that I was going to do the 100 day project. I did not realize how important the 100 day project would be in my life, actually. Um, and leading up to it, it was. I guess I, like I have no routine anymore. I, you know, I, I travel, I unpack. And so I didn't actually have a home routine back in place yet. So not only did I have to get ready for this pandemic and staying, you know, shelter at home, but I was already trying to get a routine back in my life from being on the go for an entire year. And so this hundred day project became this pillar where mm. not only was it a routine, but it also was like, it's a hope. And it's become an accountability partner and it's become things that I was kind of looking for to get back into normal things. And so it's, it's been meditative and I am not good at meditating. As you well know, I'm extremely, <laughs> and so sheltering at home has been, a, it had a, like a lot of challenges for me. And one of the things that I really do because I'm a skin cancer survivor is I prioritize joy. And so I wanted to do something that would bring joy every day. And so I have this moment, at least one moment every day, where I do something that makes me really, really happy. And that is drawing these cards. And so I draw from the animal deck. It's the, um, the Wild Unknown Spirit, Animal Spirit deck from Kim Kranz. And I chose this because I wanted to get back into drawing, right? Well, all those techniques that I learned a long time ago have slipped by. And in all her cards, there's all these different techniques of drawing. And so I've had to like relearn. I'm looking at this thing going, I can't actually draw this. How am I going to draw this? One can take five minutes. Like sometimes on Tuesday nights, I'll just knock it out in an hour. And then I did one the other night that was like a bazillion dots. Like it was just drawing in dots. And so it took three and a half hours and I was dreading it and dreading it. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I spent three hours not doing anything but this. And I was much happier. And I do it at night because it helps me sleep because I just sort of wash my thoughts away. And this is my nighttime meditation. And so it's been really fun. That's sort of the long and short of it. 
I love it. I have a very similar, like that get, once I get to a certain point in my drawings, I, it becomes meditative and my world is like of meditation is cross hatching. I've, I've joked about that a lot, how I'm a cross hatch addict, but it is that meditative space. And it's one of the only things in my, in my, um, at practices that I do where I really can let the rest of my thoughts slip away. But it does, it does take a little while to get into that space. And sometimes, like you said, when you start it, you're dreading it, you're resisting it, and then you move into it. Yeah. And, and then you're able to kind of let go. I do have a couple things. So we're on day what? Is day, today's day 12? Is that right? 12. 12. Great. Thank you. Welcome. I got this. Um, I found day one. You know, I'd been doing it at Creative Gym to decide what I was going to do. And I've been practicing, like, am I even going to be able to draw these cards? Because the other thing is I wanted to tag Kim. So I did it on Instagram and that's another accountability thing on one of the highlights I put each day, each bubble. So I have to, like, I feel like I have this massive audience, right? That's going to hold me accountable. They don't, but it's fine. Um, so day one of practicing, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it now. Like just the mental block of, I know I committed to it. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. And then day four or day five, I drew a unicorn. I'm like, oh, I can totally do this. Like, that's totally magical. Of course. Like, why did I doubt this? And then last night I drew an elephant and there are so many lines on an elephant, like curvy lines, upside down lines and the highlights and you got to get the wrinkles. And I'm like, am I going to be able to do this justice? And you know, two hours later, I have the cutest drawing. I think I've done, it's like my favorite so far. So each day as I evolve and I get some of these skills back, I'm also falling in love with the process of maybe it won't look the same. And I'm drawing with a fountain pen. Um, or a Bic pen. I'm yeah. not doing an eraser. I'm not doing a, a pencil. Like I want to have that thing where not only am I committed to the hundred day project, you know, when I commit to something, it's like I'm hundred percent sleeping. And so I'm committed to this project, but I'm also committed to learning the lessons along the way. Like if I mess up, how am I going to fix it? What's going to happen? And it's all okay. Right. It's obviously no one's going to judge me or grade me on this, but there's this thing that comes up like so many feelings come up around something so simple I was surprised by that oh yeah we were talking about that before we we got online with with you guys and um you've just been you've been so eloquent in sharing so many of those things that we struggle with so thank you so much thank Tony you did so you much. have any questions for her no that was great yeah so much. thanks for having me on yeah thanks Jason. And I will be sharing, um, if, if possible, can I share a few pieces of your art um, on, our, on our pod and then possibly link back to that deck and some of the things that you've shared? Totally. I will, I'll send you some pictures. Fabulous. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, love. Thank you Bye. Bye. All right, Kari, this just keeps getting better and better. Who do you I have know. next? <laughs> I know. Now we're going to invite Christian Kennedy on, and I'm super excited because... We've talked about Christian, and she is a lovely lady that I'm collaborating with. Coming so in from me... Colorado, right? Yes, from Colorado. I'm here. Yay. Hi. Hi. Hi, lovely. It's so good to see you. <laughs> good to see you, too. So the first thing we want to kind of just get people acquainted with who you are, because they are, I already have heard your name, because I read your beautiful piece last, uh, last podcast, um, but just give us a little overview of who you are and kind of what you do in, in life in general. Okay. Um, well, my name's Christian. I live in the remote regions of Northwest Colorado with my husband and my dog. 
Um, I have two kids that are grown and live in Oregon. And right now I'm working part-time as a secretary at an Episcopal church in Steamboat Springs. And I own a cleaning company with my husband. And up until COVID-19, we were frantically cleaning short-term rentals for skiers. But um, now we are not. So now I am a reader and a writer. That's what I do. And a little bit of home projects, but mostly I, I've just been reading and writing for the last like three weeks, which is amazing. Yeah, are you, are you living your best things. life? <laughs> I am living, yeah, sadly, sadly, while the world is falling apart, I am living my best life. It's so weird. I feel guilty, but that is, that's the truth. So, yeah. So, uh, how did you come to the hundred day project? How come, how did you come to decide that you wanted to do it? I know, I know, I think it was, I think I was the inspiration if I dare my, my say myself, but, um, can you, can you kind of give us a little back, backstory on that? Yes, it is all your fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually realized this week that I had watched another artist on Instagram do the hundred day project a couple of years ago but I didn't realize what, what it was. She just kept posting new pieces of art every day. And then she stopped at a certain point, but I don't think I realized that's what it was. And I actually verified with her this week that that is what she was doing. So that was my first encounter with it. But then you did it last year. And I remember uh, being really intimidated by the idea of doing something every day for hundred days, the pressure. Like around day 60, I was like, oh, she's still doing it. It's so amazing. <laughs> but yeah, this year, um, I think you texted me and just invited me to do it and said, you know, you should consider doing this. Um, I honestly would have never considered it if you hadn't uh, invited me because I think I thought it was a very visual medium type project. Um, it just hadn't occurred to me that there was a way to do it as a writer. Um, so, but interestingly, you invited me right at this moment that I was finishing for the second time reading this book called Consolations by David White. And I love the book. He just takes one word and like writes about it for a page, maybe three pages at most. And it's such a great meditative practice to read it. Um, and I had been thinking through my second reading I wonder if it would be as much of a meditative practice to actually do this, to pick a word and write about it. And so it wasn't like a huge leap when you invited me from thinking about how does a writer do this because of David White's book. I was like, oh, that's how you pick a word and you write about it every day. So that, that was my in introduction. And just to give uh, some backstory that maybe you wouldn't share, <laughs> but <laughs> ha 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 since I've known you, what we decided it was almost 30 years. Yeah, 27 yeah. years. 27 years I've known you. And um, you have always been a writer. It's not when she said she's just become a writer in the last, you know, since COVID. <laughs> but <laughs> you've always been a writer. But it has been something that you have had to back burner for most of your life because you've raised two kids on your own. You have been a very busy woman. You you've owned businesses, you've worked for high powered uh, business people, you, but it's something that you have loved and have sort of like all of us struggled to find 
a way to lean into that and do it on a consistent basis. And so when I see you write, which is not very often, it is, <laughs> you know, I can be honest, we're, we're best friends. Um, I'm, I'm always struck by the fact that I, I just want more. I want to read more of your words. And so when this project came up, came up, I thought, who better to encourage to do something every day than you? Because I know it, it's, this, it's this dichotomy of wanting to do something every day and then finding the time, finding, getting, to the, getting to that point. And then even when you've set aside that point, just like we were talking uh, with Tiffin just a few minutes ago, that, that fear, that anxiety of stepping into the process. How have you managed to, as you're doing this every day, has it been, has it been sort of a relief, a kind of settling into it? Has there been anxiety? Has there been moments of, oh my gosh, why haven't I been doing this? Can you, can you dig a little bit more into that? Um, I would, yeah, I would say it's been all of those things, honestly, like in 11 days, I think I've experienced all those things. Um, I don't, anxiety is a tough word for me because I think of it as a more kind of permanent state of, of worry. Um, and I know it's not for everybody. That's just my association. Um, so I don't know if I've experienced anxiety. I've, I've had a couple of days today being one of them actually, where I feel some pressure because I, I, my my routine is to get up before my husband, make my coffee, build the fire, sit down, do some reading. Um, usually I'm reading something very contemplative or, uh, you know, that's when I, if I ever read anything theological, it's first thing in the morning. For some reason, it's the only time that I can kind of take that in. Um, I read a lot of poetry in the morning. And if I'm going to write... Uh, before this project, I always did it in the morning because I felt like that was the only time when I could really just drop into that space. Um, there's something about other people in the room or just doing anything in my space that just distracts me. I think it's a little bit of, um, I could be wrong, but I always think it's about kind of being a mom and a woman and always preoccupied with what the people around me need, which I naturally do anyways. But I think that's exacerbated when you're a mom and you're married and you're just like, what do you need? And what time is it? And when do you need to eat? And do I need to cook? And was the bathroom cleaned in the last five days? <laughs> but if no one's moving in the house or nothing's going on, um, that then I can kind of like address myself. Um, I've actually been to therapy for uh, to, to kind of process why it's so hard for me to find writing time and why it's so hard for me to commit to it because I do love it so much and believe it's an important part of my life. Um, and one of the things that my therapist helped me come to was you're never in the room. Like when there's other people in the room, they're the only people in the room. You're never in the room. So the morning is like the time that I'm in the room. I, that's how I think of it. It's like, I'm the only person in the room. What do you want to do? It's almost always read, think, and write. Um, so the best writing days are the ones I do in the morning. Today, for whatever reason, I just, I couldn't, I, I wasn't there. I've had a few days like that. Um, those are the days I usually write about something lighter because it happens later in the day when I'm in a less thoughtful place. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of, I don't know, panic is a strong word, but like I'm feeling pressure today for sure. Like I can feel my brain, you know, looking for the word. Uh, what am I going to say? Um, the days that I, I think you should write on the word pressure today. 
Yeah, I th sometimes I'm like, oh, today I'll write about. But usually if I like think, you know, this is what I want to do and I sit down to do it, it's a total failure. Um, what works best is when I just relax and I just wait for that moment when it's like, oh, uh, coffee, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Something just hits me and I just feel like, yeah, I have something to say about that. And so then I can sit down and I say something about it. And it's usually kind of a surprise, um, what, whatever it is. But the hardest thing for me is just finding, giving myself permission to take the time, honestly. And, and I can be doing nothing all day but watching TV and reading a novel. And I still struggle to say it's okay you can go sit down for an hour and write I, because I think it gives me so much joy and I feel such a deep connection to myself um, when I'm doing it that it's like a forbidden pleasure that I have to like convince myself. Do you think is it okay. feels selfish? Do you think you feel selfish in that time period? Um, yeah, I think because it just, I just feel so connected to myself and it's not about anyone else. Um, and as soon as it becomes about anyone else, I can't do it anymore. I literally just, my brain takes over and I'm like, I'm useless. But when I'm just like expressing myself, just saying like, it's like, I, I think about like a dancer who just needs to dance. Like they're just walking down the road and they're like, oh my gosh, I just have to dance. Um, and my niece is a dancer and she does that. She goes for long walks and she'll just dance like while she's walking. And she says, it's like, it's just in my body. I just have to move. Um, but it's so amazing to me, that concept that you can just do it just because you feel like doing it. Um, and for me, a lot of it is just because I have something to say. It's not, I don't, in the best moments, I don't care if there's anyone listening, but I think that's problematic uh, because I have this idea that all art has to be about other people. It's, you know, you're offering something, you're edifying, you're educating. And if I start to think about myself in the position of doing that, I get overwhelmed with uh, nervousness. I compare myself to other writers. But when I just do it for myself, um, it's almost a, it, it's almost like prayer sometimes for me where I just, it's so personal and so private. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me, yes, to take the space because I feel like I'm being selfish, but also because it's, I, I get attached to the purpose. Like, why am I doing this? What is the point? And my therapist has pointed out a hundred times, you're, you can be the point. Like, it's okay for you to be the reason that you're writing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so this is super challenging for me because I, I just, I'm doing it because I said I would do it. Um, and some and days, because I'm waiting for you to do it. How's oh, that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Christian, Go can ahead. you comment on that? Like what it's like to collaborate with another artist and Kari's a visual artist and you're a writer and to bring your two crafts together through this project. What's that been like? It's actually, it's been totally awesome. Like I thought initially when she first, I think she said this on the podcast when she first uh, mentioned it to me, like my first feeling was sort of like, ah, like, no. <laughs> um, and, and mostly just because I knew like Kari will do this. Like Kari will, she's saying she's going to do it. She's going to do it. She's a practiced artist. She has a lot more discipline than I do. So oh. I knew that that would put me in the position of, you know, I really have to deliver so that Kari has something to inspire her. 
Um, and I did feel that the first couple of days a little bit. I think it was in my head. But once I started to see the art, it was like, um, it, it was like she just could come into my space. And I think this, it helps that Kari and I are such good friends and I know her so well that now I just feel like she's in the room with me when I'm writing. Like I can just say like, okay, what? And I'm not, I'm not writing for Kari, but um, I'm excited for her as I write, like if that makes sense. As I, as I feel the words come out of me and the ideas come, then I'm like, ooh, Kari's gonna love this. Or hmm, I wonder what Kari's gonna do with that. Um, I think yesterday I wrote something that I felt like was super esoteric and I was just like, ugh, like there was a, like a moment where I was like, I hope, I hope she finds something to do with this. <laughs> like it felt so weird to, to think about like someone else having to create after I created. And uh, that was the first day I kind of had that concern, but mostly it's, it's kind of motivated me in a good way. It's, it's not like pressure. It's more like, oh, cool, Corey and I are going to do this project today. So I've got to do my part so that we can share this moment. It's been really stretching for me because this idea of being an illustrator, you know, it's something fairly new for me. It's just been in the last five years that I've even considered calling myself that. And um, having done art my whole life, I would never have called myself an, called myself an illustrator. So to take something, um, something that you've read or that you've written and read it and come up with some sort of illustration for it. Uh, you know, last year I did ordinary objects and this, this year is, 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 is definitely getting me out of my comfort zone, which is good because I like, I like to, well, like is a strong word. I want to be out of my comfort zone. I don't know that I like being out of my comfort zone because it is uncomfortable, but I want to be stretched. And those are the moments that, um, like the one that I did a few days ago, I think it was day five, the open hands one, um, which you're, it was on waiting and, and it was more esoteric. And, and I wrote in the blog on Pilgrim Lost that I wanted to, to, to draw something that really encapsulated the whole piece rather than just a small visual in the piece. Um, and that, that actually has been my favorite one that I've done this thus far, but as I was doing it, I was really struggling with it. So it's, it's been good to be stretched and I feel like we're doing that for each other. Yeah. I love collaboration anyways. I think it, I like seeing collaboration too, rather than one person. I'm so fascinated by how people interact with each other, especially in the arts. Um, because I always feel like any artist is, is really working with, I mean, most people call it the muse, I guess. Um, sometimes I literally think it's like God, you know, that you're kind of working with this energy that is not you, but is so expressive and has something to say or something to express and you're the medium for that and when two people or three people or you know many people do that together it's just incredible to me to see the the interaction between them and whatever they're expressing together so i've always wanted to do a collaboration with kari because um we share so many uh years of life together and so it's it's actually really comfortable it's made it i think it's made it more comfortable for me um and i and i also know at least one person is reading it yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I am, and I love reading them. It's like it's it's so super fun to get you because you send Christian sends it to me before she sends it out in the world, and so I get to the sneak peek, and um, it's been so enjoyable. So, Tony, did you have any other questions for Christian? No, that was lovely, Christian. Okay. Thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm really excited to hear the the podcast. And thank you for yep. being a loyal listener. We appreciate it as well. <laughs> yeah, I've been sharing. <laughs> we at least know that at least you are I, listening to our podcast. There you go. Pilgrim <laughs> will, will, will right, be my I, word at some point. I know it's on. Oh. It's it's there in my soup, and I know there will be this day when I'll be like Pilgrim. Yes, and that will be your moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Right. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Well, Kari, that's, that was an adventure. Um, do you have any closing thoughts, anything you haven't had a chance to say that you would like to say? No, I just, I, I would just echo Christian's word on collaboration. It's been, I feel like this whole project is a collaboration of sorts with, you know, people that you know, you and I are doing this, friends are doing it, Christian, Tiffin, Scott, all these, all these people are joining in. And there's something um, so lovely about entering into a place uh, kind of corporately and especially right now in the midst of this separation, it feels connective. It feels, um, yeah, it just, it, 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 it fights against that, that isolation that, and that separation that we're feeling to know that everyone is, every day is jumping on to their paints, their, their instrument, their computer and, and doing something creative. And that just like Tiffin said, it's, it's allowing us to have something in the day that brings us joy. And I hope that, I hope that all of you listeners out there that are, that are, um, participating with us. I hope it is bringing you joy and challenge and all the good things that we talked about. And um, we'll look forward to sharing all the links of, of the folks that we, we shared with you today. And we appreciate you listening. It was great. I loved it. it, it I got some nuggets in there that are going to help me weather this quarantine, honestly. Just reminders of the importance of inspiration of connectedness to other people, of taking risks still in these times, putting ourselves out there. And uh, so I thought it was great. Thank you, Kari. And thanks to everyone. Thanks for getting lost with us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment, share, and respond. I can hear you. I can hear you. I'm feeling like I live in Whoville. <laughs> Why Whoville? <laughs> no, it's not Whoville. Whoville is the Grinch. Right. Someone, no, Horton hears a who. Yeah, it is Whoville. Oh. Horton oh. hears a who. Remember where they all are yelling? That's right. We're like, here. We're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Scott, we're here. Save us in Whoville. <laughs> <laughs>